You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Hallelujah. Please stand to your feet. Let's do the declaration before we preach the Word. If you're visiting with us for the first time, we declare the Word of God before we minister the Word of God. Amen. Are you ready? One, two, three. I'm a son of God revealed. I'm blessed with every blessing in Christ Jesus. I'm saved. I'm healed. I'm delivered. I'm a life-giving spirit. I accept his sacrifice on the cross and his resurrection power in my life. I'm bound to his word and can do what it says I can do. I receive the word of God with meekness and I'm changed from glory to glory. I have the God kind of faith. I'm the righteousness of God and will never be the same. Jesus Christ is my Lord. Amen. As you take your seat, turn to the person next to you, look them in the eyes and say, your smile looks better than the last time I saw you. Keep on smiling. I know you have a lot of things to be happy about. Amen? Sometimes we can be so serious as Christians, but when you know that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, there's reason for you to rejoice, there's reason for you to smile. Amen. So today, I want to talk to you about taking care of your heart. Sermon topic for today is taking care of your heart. Turn to the person next to you and say, take care of your heart. Last week, I know you heard a wonderful message about the Word of God. Jesus, the living Word. Amen. Amen. The real question is, how much of that word have you been able to retain in your heart? That's the real question. The word that you heard, how much could you keep in your heart? The problem is never the word of God. This word of God is perfect. It's holy. It's incorruptible. It's got the ability to heal, to deliver, to sanctify. It's a purifying fire. It's good seed. This is never the problem. It's the heart of man in the way that we receive the word of God. That's the real challenge. Remember the parable of the sower? I'm not going to preach on it. But it's all about the heart. The heart that is hard. Heart that will receive some word but not everything. Always allow the word of God in the midst of your heart. Continuously. I know from the message from last week... Half of your problems would just disappear if you just started reading your Bible. Can I at least have one? Amen. <laughs> Did you see the statistics of serious problems that if people just spend at least four out of the seven days reading the Word of God, how their lives would change? Amen. God made us spirit, you're a spirit, you have a soul and you live in a body, but you also have a heart, the heart that pumps blood, and then there's the heart that makes decisions, the heart that makes vows. Have you made vows in your heart? Many people have made vows in their hearts that are good. Many people have made vows in their hearts that are not good. 
Am I talking to the right people here this morning? Sometimes we sabotage ourselves through the vows that we've made, things that we've purposed in our hearts. We believe from our heart. You hate from your heart. Fear comes from the heart of man. Depression comes from the heart of man. Loyalty and commitment comes from the heart of man. That's why it's very important to guard your heart. Some of you single people here have been single for a long time. Not because you're not beautiful or attractive or because there's nobody out there for you. Just because of the vows that you've made in your heart. The man that you have to marry or the man that you want to marry, I'm not even sure if an angel of that quality has been made. <laughs> he must walk like this and talk like this and better have this qualification and drive this car. Know all the Psalms, be a worship leader, be able to preach, be kind and loving, never disappoint me, be able to cook, should I go on, ladies? <laughs> then with that, you've purposed in your heart, if ever a man says this, I'll chase him away. If ever he just looks at me like this, I'll kick him. If ever he just behaves like this, and the poor guy hasn't even opened the door and looked and out. Because of the vows that you've made in your heart. When man believes unto righteousness, he's saved. We change from the inside out. We want everything to change on the outside. Then we say we'll change, but it doesn't work like that. So the Bible says... In the book of Proverbs, it gives us instruction. It helps us. It says, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Let me rephrase it. Most of the issues that you have in your life is because of what's going on in your heart. When you look at somebody and you say, this person has got a lot of issues, am I talking to the right people? And you say, this, person is, this person's got a lot of issues. What you're actually saying is, they've got a lot of stuff going on in their heart. The Passion Translation says, pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being. For from there flows the wellspring of life. The direction of your life is determined by what's going on in your heart. Turn to the person next to you and say, guard your heart. The affections, emotions, all those things flow from your heart. Your heart is your responsibility. Your heart is your responsibility. The way that you take care to protect your heart, the ability that you have 
to protect your heart will determine your response. You have a tremendous responsibility. If you take responsibility of your heart, your response to a lot of matters and situations and issues will differ. A matter of fact, if you take responsibility to guard your heart, a lot of things that you consider an issue will not be an issue anymore. So this message is for all of us to keep our hearts, to protect our hearts. <clears throat> Let me use this example. If you, if you have a special lounge or an area for VIP, say for, for presidents or dignitaries, there's certain care that you would take to make sure that that room is perfect. People cannot just come in there and do what they want to. Children cannot just play there and mess the room up. You'll make sure that it's perfect, that it's clean, that it's ready. Anytime they want to come, they can walk in there and it's clean and perfect. So you have to take care to protect your heart, to keep your heart, to keep that room perfect. You could use your own strength and say, everybody stay out. If you see people, hey, children, stay away. Hey. Or you can get people to help you. And I can tell you today, you need people to help you with your heart. Let me just see whose heart was troubled this week. Raise your hand nice and high. Whose heart was offended this week? Whose heart had some anger this week? Let me see whose heart had some love this week. Whose heart had some forgiveness this week? Turn to the person next to you and say, the heart is a complicated thing. The wonderful thing about the heart is you can control what flows in and what flows out. Why is it important to protect your heart? You have to protect your heart from getting hurt because a hurting heart will hurt. A heart that's full of offense would want to offend other people. That's why you want to protect your heart. Because out of it flows the issues of life. This heart is created by God. It's got wonderful senses. But you know, like a car who's got senses, if it gets full of mud, then the senses don't work that well. Amen. I experienced it a while back when I reversed and the Senses didn't pick up the pole. <laughs> Have you had that? When a pole jumped in front of your car suddenly that wasn't there? It's almost like life. It's never your fault. It's always the pole or the other people that jump in front of you to upset you and hurt your car. But it's your responsibility to protect it. So your conscience is there to warn you. It's like senses. You can know in your heart when your heart is offended. Your conscience will tell you, offense, offense. Sometimes just look in the mirror. The sensor will tell you, angry face means angry heart. Amen?
this heart can be reset. And that's the good news. God has made a way for us to have a new heart by the Holy Spirit that does a deep work. We have to take care of our hearts. We have to take responsibility for our hearts. So we're going to talk about the heart. And the most amazing thing about the heart is the only person that knows the heart is God. You might discern what's going on, but it's only God that really knows what goes on in the heart of man. So that's why we have to turn to the manual to see what does the Word of God say about the heart. Are you ready for this? Will you open your heart to the Word of God? God's not going to embarrass you, but let's deal with the heart today. Amen. So can we start by quoting a few scriptures? So Proverbs 23, 7 says, As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So the first thing that you should know about this heart of yours, what you believe in this heart, that's what you're going to think. It's almost like some of these TV shows when they say, Are you sure have you locked in your answer? And once you've locked in that answer, you cannot change it. If you've settled something in your heart, whether it's good or bad, that's it. And you can find people that are beautiful, a beautiful woman that believes in her heart, she's ugly, and you can tell her you're beautiful, and she say, no. Because she believes that in her heart. Because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Then you can find a 16-year-old, five-foot-something little boy that will walk into a battlefield and believe with his heart, I'm going to kill this giant because God is with me. And he's going to kill a giant. It doesn't matter his size, because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So that can be used to your advantage, or it can be used against you, and the enemy knows that. Jeremiah 17 verse 9 says, and this is a scripture we should take note of, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it. Verse 10 says, God is the one who searches the heart to see what's going on in the heart of man so that he can give to us according to our doings. So can you see that this heart can take you in the wrong direction? What do I mean by that? The nature of man is to judge people on their worst actions and you justify yourself based on your best intentions. Am I talking to the right people? You judge people on their worst. Can you believe it? She said that. She said that and calls herself a Christian. Hmm. And all I was doing was trying to be nice. But she cannot see that. Worst actions, best intentions. Can you see your heart? Has your heart done that? And when you got home, you thought, Mm. Maybe I was the problem. I shouldn't have said that. What came out of my heart really hurt them. Am I talking to the right people here? Isaiah says, he says, these people draw close to me with their mouths. So in other words, when you look at them, 
you're thinking, wow, look how these people are worshiping. Look how these people are engaging. But he says, their hearts are far from me. With their mouths, they say they are close, but their hearts are far from me. Do you want to know a little bit more about your heart? Can I go on? God says in the book of Deuteronomy, what I require of you is to love me with all your heart. All your heart. Matthew says, a good man out of the good treasure in his heart will say good things. So guess what? Turn to the person next to you, look at them, whisper at them and say, your heart is going to snitch on you. You're going to say it. This thing, this thing is going to snitch on what's going on in your heart. If there's ugly, nasty things here, you're going to say it. But if there's good things here, you're going to say it. The good news is Jeremiah 31 says, But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. So God says this word, I want to engrave it in their hearts. So this is the way that we do it. So Proverbs says, as I think in my heart, so am I. But Jeremiah says, be careful, your heart can deceive you. Isaiah says, be careful, you can be worshiping God, but don't just draw close with your mouth. Make sure that you draw close with your heart as well. So in Christianity, it's all about the heart. It's all about the heart. Your worship needs your heart's full agreement. Your confession needs your heart's full agreement. Your prayer needs your heart's full agreement. So the only way that you will really know what's going on in your heart, because nobody knows, and sometimes you don't even know what's going on in your own heart. Let me see your hand if I'm talking to the right people here. You wake up and you just miserable and angry. You wake up and you've just got a thundercloud over your head. Where is that coming from? It's not coming from heaven. It's coming from here. So the only way, listen to me, family, the only way when you're in the dark like that and you don't know what is going on, why I'm feeling like this, the Bible says in Hebrews 4 verse 12, that the Word of God has got the ability to discern the intents and the thoughts of your heart. So that's why when you are spending time in the Word of God, you think you are reading the Word of God, but the Word of God is busy reading you. Discerning the intents and the thoughts of your heart. You're feeling heavy and depressed, and you read about forgive your neighbor. Yeah, I must go tell my neighbor she must walk in forgiveness. No, no, no. When you're reading the Bible, not just with ears listening what you are reading, but with your heart, you'll hear the Spirit of God saying to you, go and make right there. Go and forgive. Go and say sorry. And that's how the Word of God reads you, discerning the intents and the thoughts of your heart. 
Turn to the person next to you and say, take care of your heart. Turn to the person on the other side and say, take care of your heart. Are you ready? Matthew 15. Please go there quickly. Verse 8. Take care of your heart. When I do weddings, always prepare a beautiful sermon about love or grace or husband or the wife, but there's always one thing that I tell them at the end. I say, I'm going to guarantee you a happy marriage if you do the following thing. If you're obedient and you listen and you do the following thing, I assure you, you will have a happy, you'll have a happy marriage. Every day, make sure that you keep your heart soft towards your spouse. So every night, make sure your heart is still as soft as the day that you stood here in front when you got married, that your heart is still that soft. Can I have one amen? amen. I've been married 29 years this year, September. And I'm telling you, it's hard work. Amen. Harder work for my wife, uh, for me than for my wife. Amen. It's hard work. Amen. When you put two cultures together. She's a pastor's daughter. She had it easier. It was easier for her. I remember when I was just married, <clears throat> talking about the heart now, I was praying to God and I said, God, I'm your son. Can you please deal with your daughter? <laughs> and God said to me, remember, she's also my daughter. Let me start dealing with you first. <laughs> Am I talking to the right people here? God, can you just work on her heart? And God says, no, Let's work on your heart. Turn to the person that you say, keep your heart. Tell them, protect your heart. Okay, let's read. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. Amen. Verse 8. These people honor me only with words, for their hearts are so very distant from me. They pretend to worship me, but their worship is nothing more than the empty traditions of men. Then Jesus turned to the crowd and said, come listen and open your heart to understand. I want to tell you, when you come to church, a living church, to hear the word of God, open your heart. Because if you do not open your heart, no change will come. Revelations 3 says, God stands knocking at the door for you to open. It's written to Christians. So as Christians, we have to open our hearts. What truly contaminates a person is not what he puts into his mouth, but what comes out of his mouth. That's what makes people defiled. So it's not what goes in, it's what's coming out. Every time you speak, you are either blessing or cursing. You're either building up or you're breaking down. That's what's going on in your heart. That's why Jesus came to give us peace 
in our hearts that we can operate, function, live from a position of peace within, although there's a storm on the outside. Go to verse 15. Peter spoke up and said, I love Peter. Will you explain to us what you mean by your parable? What are you really saying, God? Are you saying we have bad hearts? Am I talking to the right people here today? Has <laughs> something slipped out of your mouth sometimes and you said, oh my God, where did that come from? Jesus said, even after all that I've taught you, you still remain clueless? Is it hard to understand that whatever you eat enters the stomach only to pass out into the sewer? Says what comes in here just goes out there. But what you see and hear and talk about that goes in here will come out again. But what comes out of your mouth reveals the core of your heart. Words can pollute, not food. You will find living within an impure heart evil ideas. Murderous thoughts, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, lies, and slander. That's what pollutes a person. Eating with unwashed hands does not defile anyone. He's saying the real dangerous sins are the ones in your heart. Those are the dangerous things. And when they start coming out, that's even more dangerous. Guard your heart. Can I just say, parents, when your children are young, it's your responsibility to help them to guard their hearts. You cannot let a five-year-old child play a 2 to 18 war game and then say, my child has got anger issues, murderous thoughts, he's hitting me the whole time. Can you please pray for him? I think he needs deliverance. Hello? Parents? Just because you can afford it and buy the game, don't do it. If the manufacturer thinks it's 2 to 18, why do you think you can overrule that and think your child's heart will be able to handle that violence? Not even one amen. You are setting up your child to become a hothead with anger issues. And when he's 16, you want to bring him for counseling. But what I should actually do is go look at his Xbox games. <clears throat> now it's very quiet. Listen to me. The Bible says, guard your heart, guard your children's hearts. You cannot watch things and think it won't contaminate and influence your heart. God looks at our hearts. He looks at the purity of your heart and he looks at the purity of your child's heart. If that child wants to throw a tantrum because you don't want to buy him the game, decide who's going to be the parent. You or the child. Now it's very quiet here. I think it's time for a little marriage seminar. 
Don't get over spiritual here with me. Sometimes it's just common sense. We wonder why people have got anger issues, but if you from the age of four are playing games where you are killing hundreds of people every day, that child is too young at that stage. Some of the things, it's so real for him that that becomes his reality. If he's sitting five hours a day playing games, hitting people, beating up people, when the game is 2 to 18, and he's hitting you, mama, he's hitting you, dad, the devil is making him do that. No, it's you buying the game that's opening the door into his heart to have anger issues. We can pray for him, but if you're going to still allow him to do that, nothing is going to change. Turn to the person next to you and say, give the most attention to your heart. I know kids are naughty. I know kids do things. You know, I mean, I was not born yesterday. But some of the things we as parents allow in our homes, and then we ask why. We should take care of our hearts, but sometimes the opposite is true. We're not taking care of our hearts. You're watching stuff on TV. You're allowing your kids on the internet to see things that they shouldn't see. And God looks at our heart, and God can see if somebody is closely following Him. God can see if somebody is submitted and committed He's not looking at us here today at church, lifting our hands and singing songs. He's looking at our hearts. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, God, your heart. And turn to the person on the other side and help your children as well. You know, David messed up big time. I just want to put this out. This, this is for free. Go ask David, and he'll tell you the pain and the suffering and the disappointment that he caused his family and everybody because he stayed at home when he was supposed to be busy with his God assignment. The Bible says at the appointed time when kings go out to war, David stayed at home, just wanted to chill, just wanted to relax. It's that when God has given you an assignment to do something, and you're not busy with it, it's where the devil can take advantage of you. Because when you're just sitting at home and thinking a lot of things, there's a lot of things that can come into your heart. When you're doing nothing, you're not doing nothing because you jump on your phone. David knew you know what I'm talking about? When he stayed at home, committed adultery, had the husband killed. So David, when all those things happened, if you go back to Matthew 15, committed adultery, hatred thoughts, started lying, sexual immorality, all those things, he did all of that. So David realized, I'm in trouble. He says, these things that are happening, I'm not going to be able to solve it. The things that I've done, the problem lies in my heart. 
had the wisdom to know that. How do I know that? When he prayed, he said, Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew within me a steadfast spirit. He said, God, help me. I'm in trouble. He was the psalmist. He was the one going to church, desiring God's presence. He was the one when he played the harp and started to sing, the demons left Saul. Can I put it more in perspective? He was a good Jewish boy that loved God. He was a giant slayer. And he did not guard his heart and something crept in and he realized, I'm in big trouble. If I want these things dealt with, I need God's help to create in me a pure heart. You know what I love about David? He didn't pray Lord, I'm the king. You anointed me. Bless me. Lord, everybody that knows about this, blind their eyes that they don't know about this, God, please. He didn't pray praise like that. Am I talking to the right people here, guys? If your heart was thinking that, you have to say, God, help me, help me, help me. David knew that he needed a pure heart. He needed God to clean his heart, to sanctify his heart. David, when he realized that he had messed up, because up till the point when Nathan the prophet appeared to him, he didn't think that he had done anything wrong. His heart had deceived him. He thought, I was the king. I was just at home. I just saw something I wanted, so he called for it. Then when he realized, oh, she's married, oh, let's kill the husband. Let's first get him and lie to him and show, we're friends, we're buddies. Let's drink together, try and get him drunk to go be with his wife. It's hard deceiving him while he's the anointed. David knew unless his heart is transformed, nothing in his life will change. Reformation cannot take place without a transformation within your heart. Many of you have been trying to change from the outside where God says, just open your heart. I want to come in and change you from the inside out. James 1 verse 1, what does the Bible say? It says, lay aside all filthiness. David, lay aside all filthiness. When he realized what he had done, he dropped his king's cloak, he fell on his knees and he said, God, I've sinned against you and you alone. Help me, I'm in trouble. This heart of mine has deceived me. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word. He says, I have to receive the word of God with meekness. I'm going to have to humble myself now and get the word of God on the inside of me, which is able to save my soul. But be doers of the word, not only hearers. He says, you cannot just listen to the word of God. You have to do it. That's the big difference. 
For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Turn to the person next to you, say, your Bible is the mirror that will reflect your heart. This is why you have to read this word of God, receive the word of God with meekness into your heart. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says that we all with unveiled face, in other words, David, take off the mask, just be real. Take off the king mask and be real. We with all un, with unveiled face are being transformed. How does transformation happen? Not on your own. Not on your own. You need people around you. That's why you need to come to church. It's here where iron sharpens iron. Amen? Says, and then we are being changed from glory to glory, glory to glory, by the Holy Spirit working on the inside of us. So the Word is the mirror. Amen? So, I mean, just think about this. The apple of God's eye, the giant slayer, the three times anointed psalmist, when he was not busy with his God-given assignment, deception entered into his heart that he not only committed adultery, but murdered a man. And he says, I'm in trouble. He says, if the change does not come from the inside, I'm not going to change. I'm going to continue to be this person, and I don't want to be this person. Am I talking to the right people here? Have you been trying to change and nothing is changing? Here's the answer how to change. Amen. So if you want to be transformed, you're going to have to allow this word to become an integral part of you, and then by its very nature, it will start to change you. As an individual can think he's doing the right thing. I mean, I can go to how many, you know, Samson, the Bible says Samson, that the Holy Spirit had departed from him, and he did not even know it. It means he was busy with everything in the church. This joy that I have, oh yeah. He was feeling it and was in the vibe, but the Holy Spirit departed. As a church, and I know I'm preaching to the converted, but we can come and say, oh, that's a nice word. Come and hear the amazing word that God is sharing here in household of Christ. We can say it, but our hearts can be far away. Do you know that? In the book of Ezekiel, just go there quickly, Ezekiel 33. God speak to Ezekiel, and let's not be that church. Let this be a time of self-examination. That's what David did. He came to a place where he said, listen, I'm doing some self-examination. I did not realize that I've done all these things. My heart deceived me. God, I need reformation. I need change in my life, and if it's not going to come from the inside, I know I'm wasting my time. Create in me a pure heart, O Lord. And renew within me a steadfast spirit. He says, my heart that is evil, my heart that is corrupt, my heart that is making me do these things. Change it, Lord. Look here what Ezekiel says. Do I still have some time? Can I go on? Is this helping you? 
As for you, son of man, the children of your people are talking about you beside the walls and in the doors of the houses, and they speak to one another. Everyone is saying to his brother, please come and hear what the word is that comes from the Lord. Come and hear these nice messages that are here. So they come to you as people do. They sit before you as my people and they hear your words, but they do not do them. There's a difference in coming and hearing the word of God and doing it. If you're just listening to the word of God, you're looking in the mirror. But if when you go away, you're forgetting the complexion, you're forgetting who you are, that God has made you and you're not doing it. He says that should not happen. For with their mouth they show much love, but their hearts pursue their own gain. Let's not come and say, oh God, I love you. Lord, wonderful, you are great. But then when we leave here, we're on our own assignment. Let us stick to the assignment that God has given us. Go look at your, what your heart is saying. Indeed, you are to them as a lovely song of one who has a pleasant voice. And can play well on an instrument, for they hear your words, but they do not do them. What a challenging, what a challenging word. Your obedience is the only proof of your faith. Your obedience is the only proof of your faith. Faith is something that comes from our heart. Let us not just lift up holy hands, but let us lift up a holy heart when we bless God. David knew that for him to keep that blessing, to be able to maintain that blessing, Matthew 5 verse 8 says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Can I tell you something? This privilege to see God is reserved only for those with a pure heart. That's why you have to allow God to come and sanctify your heart. The good news is when you go on, just go there quickly. Go to Ezekiel 36, verse 26. When you look at that, you think, how can we make it? Am I talking to the right people? You come to church, you really want to worship, but there's so many things going on, pulling your heart in different directions. When you go on in verse 26, he says, I will give them a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and I will give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statues. And you will keep my judgments and do them. Can I tell you something? When it comes to a pure heart, you need God. You need God. If we're going to keep our hearts, we're going to have to say, God, help me, help me, help me. Are you ready to set your heart for reformation? Who of you need some change in areas of your life? I mean, I know we're sitting here and we're all holy and happy, but you know that one area that's really been getting to you is to come and say, God, I'm going to open my heart. I'm going to open my heart. For you to be able to maintain that blessing, God created me a new heart. And God wants to give us a new heart. He is in the new heart business. We need the help of God so that we can change. That it's not just all about what we want, but what is it that God wants in our lives. In Hebrews 12, the Bible says we have to pursue peace and holiness with everybody for us to be able to see God. 
If we don't do that, you will not see God. What is he saying? He's saying a good heart towards God and a good heart towards people. When God gives you a new heart, you can forgive like Jesus forgives. You can forgive like Jesus forgives. That deep hurt, Jesus died for it. You can forgive as Jesus forgives. Family, there's hope. There's hope. I'm going to close with this. What is it that God requires of us? Psalm 51 verse 17. Go take some time and go read it. Go read it in as many translations as you can. But it says, the sacrifice of God is our broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. You know what that means? When you've messed up, have a broken heart and say sorry. The biggest problem we have in our society today is we don't say sorry anymore when we make a mistake. Sin is not sin anymore. Is that really sin? That might be sin for you, but it's not sin for me. Depends on how you're looking at it. I think you're a bit oversent. Ask God to open your eyes to see sin for what it is. The Passion Translation says, The fountain of your pleasure is found in the sacrifice of my shattered heart before you. When your heart is broken, when you've messed up and you see sin for what it is, fall on your knees and say sorry. Why is that important? Because when you've sinned, when you've sinned, when you've messed up, when you're offended, whatever you want to call it, unrighteousness has entered your heart. And that contaminates and influences your relationship with God. When people have offended you, unrighteousness has also entered and it affects your relationships like this. The Bible says, as a husband, I should protect my heart, my relationship with my wife, because it can affect my prayers. It can hinder my prayers. What does 1 John 1, 9 say? It says, when we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, so that your heart can be filled again with righteousness and be at peace. Now we can go on. Once you have received that new heart, protect it with everything because that's what the enemy would want to do is attack you so that your heart would be offended. When your heart is offended, you cannot think right. You look at everything through offense and it just makes your whole life heavy and miserable. But God wants to give you a new heart. When we give Jesus the rightful place in our hearts, he folds it with his light and with his life. When you read the word of God, it enters into your heart and it fills your heart with light, with hope. One word, one scripture can change your entire life. One word, one promise. The Lord is the light of my salvation. That one word can change your whole life and bring hope into your heart that you can face a whole year. Turn to the person next to you and say, protect your heart. So I'm going to close with this. Take time, take care to protect your heart. The Word of God is there to help you. The more you read the Word, the more it will protect you and help you. Amen. Are you ready to pray? Are you ready to pray? Turn to the person that you say, I'm ready to pray. My wife, please come up. I know I said in the beginning, some of the things that's been coming against you is not a thousand, it's ten thousand. So I'm going to ask my wife to come up and to pray. Are you ready to pray? 
You know, this is the most important part of the service for me. Please stand to your feet. Where we come together and we start to pray. Let me see your hand. Do you need some praise for your heart? Can we start by praying for your heart? Let me hear you pray. Say, Precious Father, grant unto me a heart, a heart that will not bear grudges. That will not bear grudges. Pray it again. Say, grant unto me, grant unto me a, heart a heart that will not bear grudges. That will not bear grudges. A heart that is quick to forgive. A heart that is quick to grant forgive. unto me a humble heart. Grant unto me a humble grant heart. Grant unto me a pure heart. Grant unto me a pure heart. A heart that is sincere. A heart that is sincere. Grant unto me a heart. Grant unto me a heart, a heart that is not rebellious. Heart that is not rebellious. Pray it again. Say, grant unto me, grant unto me a, humble heart, a humble heart, a sincere, a sincere heart, heart, a heart that will not be grudges, a heart that is quick to forgive, a heart that is quick to forgive, a sincere heart, a heart that will not be rebellious, a heart that will not be rebellious. In Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' mighty name, cover my heart, cover my heart with your blood with your blood cover my heart cover my heart with your blood with your blood in Jesus, in mighty, Jesus name. mighty name in Jesus, in mighty, Jesus name. mighty name make my words as pure and holy as yours yes pray Lord with me, church. make Let's pray. my words as pure and holy as make yours make my words as pure and holy as yours Lord act in me that my thoughts will be holy amen act in me that my thoughts will be holy amen Act in me that my words will be holy. Amen. Act in me that my deeds will be holy. Amen. Act in me, Lord. Act in me, Lord. Act in me, Lord. Act in me, Lord. Come on, church, Amen. let's pray. Amen. Act in me, Lord. Precious Father. Protect my heart Amen, from all forms of deception. Precious Father, protect my heart. Protect my heart, Lord, protect from my all heart, forms Lord. of deception. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Say right now, I command. I command. I command. I command. Unto my body. Into my body. Unto my soul. Into my soul. Unto my spirit. Into my spirit. The spirit of obedience. The spirit of obedience. The spirit of obedience. The spirit of obedience. The spirit of a faithful the servant. The spirit of a faithful servant. I have a faithful. Heart. I have a faithful I heart. Have obedient I heart. have an obedient because heart. Christ sanctifies my heart. Because Christ sanctifies because my Christ heart. Because Christ sanctifies my heart. Because Christ sanctifies Christ my heart. Christ makes my heart clean. Christ makes my heart clean. Makes my heart righteous. Makes my heart righteous. Makes my right heart holy. Makes my heart holy. Say right now, Lord. Say right now, Lord. In the mighty in name the of mighty Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. We challenge. We challenge. We pull down. We pull down the forces of disobedience. The forces of disobedience in my life. In my life. All forces, All forces of, disobedience of disobedience coming against my coming life. Against my life. I, pull you down. I pull you down. I disconnect you. I disconnect you from my heart. From my heart. From my life. From my life. In Jesus' In mighty Jesus name. Mighty right name. now, Lord. Right now, Lord. We command. We command the spirit of faithfulness. The spirit of faithfulness. The spirit of faithfulness. The spirit of faithfulness into my life. Into our lives. We come against. We come against the spirit of unfaithfulness. The spirit of unfaithfulness. The spirit of intolerance. The spirit of intolerance. The spirit of immorality. The spirit of immorality. And we declare. And we declare. We declare. We declare. You're not in my life. You are not in my life. I lose you. I lose you. From my life. From my life. In Jesus' in mighty Jesus name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' in mighty Jesus name. Tell me right now, just start to disconnect you yourself from those mighty things. Mighty you know the things, the things in your heart. Father, I disconnect myself from whatever the enemy is using to link himself to me. Anything, 
to come into my heart, O Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Spirit of the living God. 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 Dispel every form of doubt. Dispel every form of doubt. All forms of fear. All forms of fear. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Spirit of the living God. Dispel all shades of anxiety. Dispel all shades of anxiety. All shades of fear. Dispel all shades of fear. Dispel all shades of depression. Dispel all shades of depression. In the mighty name of Jesus. 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 I declare. I declare. I am a man and woman of faith. I'm a woman of faith. I'm a man of faith. I'm walking with the Lord. 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 I declare. I declare. I sit with the Lord. I sit with the Lord. I drive with the Lord. I drive with the Lord. I go with the Lord. I go with the Lord. On a Monday, I'm with the Lord. On a Tuesday, I'm with the Lord. Tuesday, I'm with the Lord. On a Wednesday, I'm with the Lord. Wednesday, I'm with the Lord. On a Thursday, I'm with the Lord. Time with the Lord. On Friday, I'm with the Lord. On Friday, I'm with the Lord. On a Saturday, I'm with the Lord. On a Sunday, I'm with the Lord. On a Sunday, I'm the Lord. I walk with 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 the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. In Jesus' mighty precious Father. Sanctify my mind. Sanctify my mind. Sanctify my mind. Sanctify my mind. Sanctify my heart. Sanctify my heart. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Be sanctified. Sanctified. Be sanctified. Be sanctified. Be sanctified. I declare because Christ sanctified my heart. I declare because Christ sanctified my heart. I can see Jesus. I can see Jesus. Say it again. Say because Christ has sanctified because my heart. Because Christ has sanctified my heart. I can see the Lord. I can see the Lord. I declare because my heart is sanctified. 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 Everything I touch is blessed. 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 Because God blesses the pure in heart. Because God blesses the pure in heart. And He's purified my heart. And He's purified my heart. I'm linked up with God. I'm linked up with God. Defeat and failure. Defeat and failure. Are things of the past. Things of the past. I cancel every appointment. I cancel every appointment. Every appointment with failure. With failure. Every appointment with setback. With setback. In the mighty name of Jesus. Be cancelled in Jesus' mighty name. Be cancelled in Jesus' mighty name. I cancel it in the mighty name of Jesus. Give me, Lord, the grace to be conscious. To be conscious of my faith. Of my faith. Give me, Lord, the grace. Give me, Lord, the grace. To be conscious. To be conscious of my faith. Of my faith. Even under pressure. Even under pressure. Even under tension. Even under tension. Give me the grace, Jesus. Give me the grace, Jesus. To be conscious. To be conscious of my faith. Of my faith. Under pressure. Under pressure. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Let the power of deliverance fall upon. Upon me right now. Let the power of deliverance fall upon me right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. 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 Holy Spirit of deliverance. Holy Spirit of deliverance. Fall afresh upon me. Fall afresh upon me. Fall afresh upon me. Fall upon my spirit. Fall upon my soul. Fall upon my body. In the mighty name of Jesus. Fight on my behalf. Fight on my behalf. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord, for lifting me up. Thank you, Lord, for lifting me up. Every time I stumble. Every time I stumble. Pray it again. Say, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Lord, for lifting me up. For lifting me up. Every time I stumble. Every time I stumble. Every Fight time I stumble. Fight on my behalf in Jesus' name. Fight on my behalf, Lord. Fight on my behalf in Jesus' Fight name. Fight on my behalf, O Lord. Fight for my family in Jesus' name. Fight for name. my family, O Lord. Fight for my children in Jesus' name. Fight for my spouse in Jesus' Amen. name. Thank you for lifting me up, Lord. Amen, Lord. Every time I stumble. Every time I stumble, Thank Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For not allowing my enemies. For not allowing my enemies. To triumph over me. To triumph Thank over me. Thank you, Lord, for not allowing you, my Lord. enemies. Thank you, Lord, for allowing the enemies to, to triumph, triumph over, over me. me. Thank you, Lord, Thank for you, not Lord. allowing my enemies for not allowing to my rejoice enemies over me. To rejoice in over Jesus me. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus', in mighty, Jesus name. mighty name. Position me, Lord. Position me, Lord. Position my family, Lord. Position my family, Lord. To attract your favor. To attract your favor. To attract your grace. To attract your grace. To attract your attention. To attract your attention. And your commitment. And your commitment. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus. In Jesus' name. Are you tired? Are you still ready to pray? Yes. You know, when God has sanctified your heart and He's made you righteous, the Bible says the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. His ears are attentive to their prayers. When your heart has been sanctified, it's easy for God to locate you. Let me hear you pray. Say, Lord, position me. Lord, position me. Where you will be interested. Where you will be interested. In whatever I do. In whatever I do. Say, position me, Lord. Position me, Lord. So that you will be interested. So that you will be interested. In whatever I do. In whatever I do. Whatever I say. Whatever I say. Whatever I put my hands whatever to. Whatever I put my hands to. Give me the grace, Lord. Give me the grace, Lord. To have a genuine desire. To have a genuine desire. In my heart. In my heart. For your word. For your word. And your holiness. And your holiness. In your holy name we pray. In your holy name we pray. In your holy name, in we, your pray. Holy name we pray. Say, place within my heart. Place within my heart. A genuine desire. A genuine desire. For your word. For your word. And for your holiness. And for your holiness. For your word. For your word. And for your holiness. And for your holiness. In the mighty name. In the, of mighty Jesus. Name of Jesus in the mighty Christ. name of in Jesus. The mighty name of Jesus. I know, Christ. Lord. I know, Lord. I'm positioned. I'm positioned to attract your favor. To attract your favor. To attract your favor. To attract your mercy. To attract your mercy. Everything I put my hands Everything to. Everything I put my hands are to. Are blessed. I'm blessed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For sanctifying my heart. For sanctifying my heart. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. We pray. Everybody said. Amen. amen and amen. Give the Lord a hand. Amen. Thank you, my wife. Amen. One puts a thousand to fly to ten thousand. Amen. We are many here. Right there where you are, just put your right hand on your heart. Raise your other hand to heaven. And let me hear you pray. Say, precious Father. Precious Father. My situation. My situation. Is beyond human means. Beyond human means. I need the Savior of the world. I need the Savior of the world. To save me. To save me. Save me, Lord Jesus. Save me, Lord Jesus. Wash me with your blood. Wash me with your blood. And cleanse me, Lord. Cleanse me, Lord. From all unrighteousness. From all unrighteousness. I confess with my mouth. I confess with my mouth. I believe with all my heart. I believe with all my heart. That Jesus Christ died for me. Jesus Christ died. That He's alive right now. That He's alive right making now. Making intercession. Making intercession. For all my weaknesses. For all my weaknesses.
weakness. Oh Holy Spirit. Oh Holy Spirit. Help me. Help me. To live a holy life. To live a holy life. Well pleasing in your sight. Well pleasing in your sight. I am sight. now. I'm now. A child of the Most High a God. A child of the Most in High Jesus God. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty in name. Jesus mighty in name. Jesus' mighty name. And everybody name. said. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand. If you've prayed that prayer in humility and sincerity of heart, I want to tell you your sins are forgiven. Your heart has been purified. Amen. You are now a child of the Most High God. Your sins are forgiven. Your past is over. Don't talk about your past anymore. Your past is Egypt. It's a place of defeat and failure. God is taking you into the promised land. Family, listen to me. Do you know what conquered Israel in the promised land was never the enemy? was never the enemy, was never the giants. It was the things that they allowed into their lives that should not be in their lives. Guard your heart, protect your heart. Amen? Amen. As you've prayed that prayer for the first time, I want to tell you, connect to a family. Find a living church and get involved in that church. If you've prayed the prayer here today and you're from the area, we have to take responsibility. I've got a responsibility to help you to grow in the things of the Lord. Amen. So connect to a team. Find a living church. Number two, you have to discover your gifts and the dream. Amen. The dream that God has given you, but your gifts so that you can use it to advance the kingdom of God. And lastly, serve in the dream team. Amen. Serve in the dream team and be a part of the dream team. Hallelujah. Has your faith been lifted? Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website www.hoc.org.za Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.